Welcome to the Noblesville First Online Worship on this Sunday, July 19th of the year 2020. We're in the midst of our series on the Ten Commandments as we believe God is still speaking to us today through them. And today we're focusing on the Fourth Commandment to keep the Sabbath holy. Please join me in our call to worship. Our souls wait for you, O Lord. You are our help and our shield. And our hearts find joy, for we trust in your holy name. Let your love be upon us, O God, as we place our hope in you. Let us pray as we ask for God to be present wherever you may be this morning. Lord, bring your spirit upon us. We gather once again as we find ourselves challenged in many ways in this country. The rise of coronavirus cases, school just around the corner, and so many questions unanswered about what our lives are going to look like in the weeks and the months to come. But we gathered here today because we, we know we find strength in you and through one another. And even though we are, are still somewhat separated in our own places, we know that your spirit unites us. So we put our names on the, on the Facebook uh, post. May we connect with one another and sense that presence. We look forward to the day when we can physically be together to see one another, to shake hands, to hold one another. But for now, we know that you hold us together. Bless our service today as we remember the importance of the Sabbath. 
Help us to now find in this unique time how we create that Sabbath in our lives, for our families, for ourselves, and to teach our children the importance of setting apart time for you and for ourselves. This we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus our Lord. Amen. Please join me in offering prayers for those on our prayer list and for our community. Please pray for Art Simmons as he has back surgery on Wednesday. For Eileen Decker, who fell and broke her arm, but no other injuries. We offer sympathy for the family of Mike Purcell at his passing. We share joys this morning as well for Linda Wolf's daughter. Stacy is recovering from kidney surgery and received a biopsy report free from cancer. And as always, we lift up all of those in our midst who are grieving, those who are struggling with health concerns, and our community and our country. Please join me in the call to prayer. Merciful God, be with all who are troubled, tired, and burdened with sorrow. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Be with those who are lonely and forgotten by the world. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Strengthen us to work for their healing, shining your light into their darkness. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Inspire us to build your kingdom of love so no one is without hope. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Please join me in a time of prayer. 
Holy God, we come to you with so many things weighing heavily upon us for the uncertainties of the world, for those in our midst who are struggling, for divisions that tear us apart, and for the turmoil in our own hearts. So, Lord, we, Lord, we come to you lifting up our, our concerns, our burdens to you, and we pray for peace and rest. In a world of busyness, we know how easy it is to get distracted and forget to take time to reconnect with you, with others, and ourselves. So, Lord, challenge us, call us today to enter into a time of intentional rest that we might emerge better, more transformed, caring, and peaceful people. We lifted up a number of people today who are struggling, who are grieving, for those with health concerns, for those struggling economically or socially or anxious about the future. We pray, O God, for our communities, for the places that are hurting, for places in the world affected by violence, warfare, disease, or famine. We thank you, O God, that we can turn to you in times of joys and sorrows, and we invite you into our lives. Even when we forget, we are called to remember that you love us, that we might love you. God, we pray all of this in the holy name of Jesus, who teaches us to say the prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Welcome to Noblesville First United Methodist Church in Noblesville, Indiana. My name is Bonnie Zitgraf, Hospitality Coordinator. If this is your first visit with us, or you just haven't introduced yourself to us yet, please know that we have a gift for you and we welcome you to worship with us. You can leave a comment here on the Facebook page or contact us at the numbers listed below. You can also visit us at noblesvillefirst.com for all of our details and contact information. We are happy to connect with you and send you our gift. And know this, at Noblesville First, everyone is welcome. Be safe, be well, and God bless. I have just a few announcements to bring to your attention. First of all, please know that Teeter Outdoor Worship is available every Sunday when the weather permits at 8.15 and 10 a.m. People have been very socially distanced. We can spread out very well. People have been wearing their mask faithfully. Also, the FM broadcast makes it possible for you to even just stay in your car. So check us out sometime live. We'd love to see you in person. The Teeter Farm Stand is available every Saturday from 9 to 12. Last week, we had 16 varieties of vegetables. So you might want to check it out this coming Saturday and continue to support our mission to fight food insecurity in Hamilton County. 
Also, we hope that she'll help out as we are having a carry-out dinner for Chef Mike Coward. Uh, the plates cost $15 a piece. We will encourage tips because we'd like to thank Mike for all he's done for our church. That carry-out dinner will be on Friday, July 24th. And the deadline is the Monday before at noon to make your order. So please make that order today. Just go right now if you can and make that order. The link is on our website, www.noblesofirst.com, and you'll see the graphic that takes you to the information so that you can do that order online. Also, our student ministry will resume in-person ministry on Wednesday, August 5th for all 6th through 12th graders. They'll meet in Celebration Hall, enter door number six. We're excited to welcome back our students into the building. We plan to have plenty of safety measures in place. We'll require masks by everyone to be worn. The meeting will be outdoors if possible. Uh, Seating will be six feet apart. There'll be no food and beverages, and we will just do no contact games. Uh, Virtual programming will continue up until that on August 5th, and please know that this is always still depending upon the situation with COVID-19. We will have a combined service with Bethel AME on August 30th at 10.30 out at Teeter. Remember, that's 10.30. be a special time on that Sunday. Uh, we just thought it'd be a great chance to get together with Bethel AME as we continue our conversation, as we've tried to combat the racial tensions that are throughout our country to make sure that things like that do not happen here in Noblesville. And the Bags, Baskets, and Blessings Reimagined continues its online shopping. Uh, If you make your purchase before noon on Thursday, items can be picked up on Friday at the church between 9.30 and 11. Just pull up the door number one, uh, show your name so they know what purchase to bring to you, and they'll deliver it to your car. Grief Share and Divorce Care will start. Uh, Grief Share starts on Sunday, August 9th. It'll be held in the Vine. There'll be a limited registration. Also, Divorce Care begins on August 14th, a Friday. And please know these are ministries you may want to share with a friend, someone that you care about who's going through these times. Uh, These are very helpful ministries and support groups. And again, these things will be practiced uh, with safe social distancing. Uh, The Family Ministry team would like to also announce that on Saturday night, August the 1st, we're going to have a drive-in night out at Teeter. We're going to use that FM broadcaster. We can't advertise the movie ahead of time because of copyright laws, uh, but we will ensure that it'll be a good movie and one that'll be certainly safe for children to experience. Uh, So plan on that on Saturday, August the 1st. And finally, uh, the Prevail clothesline tags are available. The last I checked just a few minutes ago, there were eight still there. Come to door number one, buzz the office, and tell them you're here to pick up a Prevail tag. They'll let you in. Go purchase the item on that tag. Bring it back in a bag and put the tag on the bag at the church office, and we'll make sure it gets where it needs to go. Thank you very much. Good morning, Possum. Good morning, Mason. Hey, kids, I found the coolest thing in my Bible today. And what would that be, Possum? A top ten list. A top ten list in the Bible? I think not. I think so. I was reading about Moses and all because of Sunday school, and whoa, there it was. Hmm, I'm not so sure about this. Well, let me read it to you, Mr. 
I think not. Kids, help me show Mason by repeating after me. I'll say the verse, and then you say it after me. Ready? Yep. Number ten. Don't wish for other things. Don't wish for other things. Number nine. Don't lie. Don't lie. Number eight. Don't steal. Don't steal. Number seven. Be faithful to your spouse. Be faithful to your spouse. Number six. Don't ever murder. Don't ever murder. Number five. Respect your family. Respect your family. Number four. The Sabbath is for rest. The Sabbath is for rest. Number three. Don't take God's name in vain. Don't take God's name in vain. Number two, don't worship idols. Don't worship idols. And number one, drum roll please. Don't worship any other gods, only the one and true God. Don't worship any other gods only except for God. Possum, it's not really top ten list. It's the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments? You mean those big old stone things that Moses is always carrying around in pictures? Gosh, I thought it was something exciting. It is exciting. God gave us the Ten Commandments so that we could know how to love God and how to get along with other people. That helps us live happy lives. Well, I do like being happy, and there are pretty good rules. I know, they're God's top ten list. Well done, Possum. Kids, talk with your parents today about God's top ten list. And if you want to do something special, bring your family out to Theater Retreat and Organic Farm to walk the Ten Commandments trail. Possum, would you like to go hike the trail with me? Sure, Mason, that sounds like fun. Let's go. See you later, kids. Good morning. For our stewardship moment this morning, we'd like to lift up the Vine Student Ministries, the 6th through 12th grade student ministry of Noblesville First. Through the pandemic, they have continued to have virtual meetings three times a week. And they will begin meeting in person on August 5th in the Celebration Hall, entering through door number six. We're excited to welcome students back into our building, but want to assure you that ample safety measures are being put in place, including requiring masks to be worn, meeting outdoors as able, seating more than six feet apart, no food or beverages, and no contact games. Our virtual programming will continue up until August 5th and beyond if students are interested. In addition to our ongoing opportunities to serve, like volunteering at Teeter, either in the farm or during worship, we have an additional opportunity coming up as well. We're looking for a few volunteers for Mike's carryout dinner to help transport the food from the kitchen to the car line for pickup, as well as a few people to help direct traffic to make the event as smooth as possible. For those running the food, I'm told that roller skates are preferred, but not required. No, 
I'm just kidding. And as always, if you'd like more information about these or any opportunities to serve, we ask that you please check that section of our website or the church app. And please call the church office if you'd like to volunteer. And now as we move into our time of offering, which is available online through the church app or by mailing a check into the church office, will you join me in asking God to bless this offering? God, lead us to focus on your kingdom. Help us to see the reconciliation that is happening around us. Encourage us to join in the growth of your love in this world. Drive us to action to bring justice and peace to our communities and the world. When we give of our time, may it be time spent growing in love and loosing chains of injustice. When we give our talents, may they shine as gifts from God that show your love to those who experience them. And when we give our money, use it for nothing but your kingdom's expansion, God. We ask now that you bless these offerings from your people. Amen. sure by now God you would have reached down wiped our tears away stepped in and saved the day but once again I say amen and it's still raining and as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as your mercy falls I raise my hands and praise the God who gives And takes away And I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my hands For you are who you are No matter where I am Every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You never left my side, though my heart is torn. I will praise you in this storm. I remember when I stumbled in the wind. You heard my cry to you, and you raised me up again. My strength is almost gone. How can I carry on if I can't find you? But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I'll praise you in this storm, and I will lift my hands, for you are who you are, no matter where I am, and every tear I've cried. 
never left my side And though my heart is torn I will praise you in this storm I lift my eyes unto the hills Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I'll praise you in this storm. And I will lift my hands, for you are who you are. No matter where I am And every tear I've cried You hold in your hand You never left my side Though my heart is torn I will praise you in this storm Though my heart is torn I will praise you in this storm. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You must have no other gods before me. Do not make an idol for yourself, no form whatsoever, of anything in the sky above, or on the earth below, or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow down to them or worship them, because I, the Lord your God, am a passionate God. I punish children for their parents' sins, even to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But I am loyal and gracious to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. Do not use the Lord, your God's name, as if it were no significance. The Lord won't forgive anyone who uses his name that way. Remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy. Six days you may work and do all your tasks, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord, your God. Do not do any work on it. Not you, your sons or daughters, your male or female servants, your animals, or the immigrant who is living with you. Because the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything that is in them, in six days, but rested on the seventh, that is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath in day and made it holy. I invite you to take advantage of our faith first that you'll find on our church website under the worship tab. You'll find in it scriptures that you can read each day this week to follow up on the discussion we start today. Also, questions you can use for your own spiritual reflection or for the use in a group of some kind. Well, what have we learned so far in our series on the Ten Commandments? We believe that God still speaks to us today through them. And we've learned thus far that the Ten Commandments were meant to be memorized, not just as a checklist to make sure that you've made yourself good enough to get into heaven, but they're meant to be something ingrained in our hearts and minds so that it influences everything we do. We also learned that verse 2 is considered by Orthodox Jews to actually be the first commandment. 
When it states, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, the intent is to declare that God is making a covenant with us. Or you might say, we love because he first loved us. The next two weeks we talked about false gods and how idols still persist in our world in spite of us believing that we are monotheists. Last week, Pastor Jill explained the third commandment is referring to any way we use the Lord's name in a way that misrepresents God. And through that misrepresentation, steers people away from discovering the God who loves all persons unconditionally. Today, we're going to focus on the fourth commandment, which declares us to remember the Sabbath and treat it as holy. Now, how many of you remember when Sundays were a day of rest? Maybe you lived during, uh, in a state during the time in which there was what we call blue laws. Blue laws were laws that states had in place that made it illegal to go shopping or to enjoy most entertainment or to buy alcohol on Sundays. I remember being in Texas one time several years back, and the only thing you're allowed to do in that day was to uh, get gas and eat at a restaurant. There's not too many blue laws left in most states. In Indiana, it is still true that you cannot buy alcohol before noon on a Sunday, and you still cannot buy or sell a car on Sundays. Well, Sabbath was not a rigid thing in my home that I grew up in because my dad was an air traffic controller, which meant that he had a rotating shift, so he never worked the same shift two days in a row. His day off was always moving from one day to the next, depending on the week. Dad frequently traded his shifts, though, to make sure that we as a family could worship on Sunday together. It was the one day as a part-time farmer that he would stay home unless it was during harvest or planting season. That Sabbath experience, as minimal as it was, was very important to me. It serves as one of my most cherished memories that I have in my family. Dad was a workaholic, so to have him sit down and relax in a room was so very rare. But we had this ritual on a Sunday afternoon where Dad would pop a whole bunch of popcorn. And we'd turn on the TV, we'd watch some pro football together, and then after that, we'd watch some of Mom's favorite shows together, like Lassie or The Wonderful World of Disney or The Ed Sullivan Show. It's a memory I still cherish because we were together as a family, one of the few times that we were. Well, today, we live in a 24-7 world, a world where we expect everything to be available to us at any time on any day. Technology was supposed to make life easier, but the reality is it's only increased our expectations. So now a quicker response time is expected and more production So what does this fourth commandment to remember the Sabbath and treat it as holy have to say to us in a world where everything is available to us with a click of a button, where our weekends are full with our children's sports and all the chores we don't have time to complete during the week get accomplished on Sunday? Where is there time for worship when it seems the only day I have to sleep in or do what I want to do is Sunday? Well, I hope more than anything, we'll hear this fourth commandment not as a legal obligation to pile on more guilt about the things that we don't do right in our lives. Hear what I have to say today as an opportunity, an opportunity to take charge of your life 
in order for it to have the full meaning God intends for you. It'll be up to you to figure out how to accomplish the purpose of the Sabbath in this complex world we live in. The fact that Christians move the Sabbath from Saturday, the seventh day of the week, to Sunday is already a sign that it doesn't matter so much when you celebrate the Sabbath, but how you experience Sabbath in your life. I'd love to turn back the clock and have some of those blue laws where people had no choice but to chill out on Sunday, but I don't see that happening. We will have to do the hard work ourselves of deciding and then making room for what is truly essential in our lives. Now, there's two clear purposes to Sabbath based on this commandment. If you read the full commandment, which we did this morning, first is it's meant to be a time set apart for the Lord. And second, it's a time for rest and renewal. For those Israelites, the Ten Commandments, while they're in the wilderness, the Sabbath was to remember what God had done for them in the Exodus. They were now set free from slavery through God's powerful acts. The early Christians, they grew tired of the legalism that was practiced by their fellow Jews at that time after Jesus had died and resurrected, and they decided to break from the Saturday Sabbath and declare Sunday a day of rest and worship and a time to focus on the resurrection of Jesus that happened on the first day of the week. In both circumstances, the Sabbath serves the purpose to remember what God has done for us. And we need this as well. We're not here this morning to prove anything to God. God already loves us, loves you, more than you can ever imagine. But how much do we take what God provides for granted? How often do we develop this inflated sense of our own importance and believe everything is up to us? There are people who've never picked up a book since college. We have people in our churches who've never cracked a Bible in their lives because we have so many things to keep us busy and so many ways to be entertained. We rarely take time to reflect on what is essential in life. And the result is we end up living lives that are shallow and self-centered. I would hope that whatever day you choose as your Sabbath, you'll find a way to bring God into it. We need to make space for the sacred in our lives. And more than ever, we need to teach our children they are not the center of the universe. That doesn't mean your Sabbath day has to be boring, but it usually means slowing down enough that God can be felt, heard, and experienced. My best suggestions to make your Sabbath day a time truly set apart for God are these. First, make your Sabbath day different from all other days. It doesn't have to be always the same day every week, but it needs to happen. Make it a day without screens. Block out time and protect it. Make it a day your family comes together. Instead of the usual scattering to all their activities, plan an activity that everybody can participate in, like working a puzzle together or enjoying a meal in which everybody makes a contribution so it becomes a family effort. Make your Sabbath a day that serves others in some way. Call the church or call Katie Rogers at the Teeter Farm and see if there's a project that needs accomplished. We have older adults who need some yard work done frequently. 
You won't want to do this every Sabbath, but it's a good way to mix up your Sabbath observance and keep it interesting. Fourth, make Sabbath an opportunity to experience creation. Get out of nature. Nature is a vivid reminder that the best things in life are not our own doing. Nature teaches us God is the provider and sustainer of life, not ourselves. And finally, make your Sabbath a time to learn. That just means maybe reading a little bit, opening your Bible, experiencing some music, listening to a podcast that has nothing to do with work. Sabbath is a time for us to look beyond ourselves and discover God's dreams for us and our world. The second purpose of Sabbath is for renewal and rest. And a lot of what I just shared about setting time apart for God will also just naturally bring about rest and renewal. But we've become so accustomed to the hectic pace of our lives, I think I still need to say just a few things about finding Sabbath rest. Unfortunately, I'm afraid for most of us, Sunday has taken the role in our week as the day of preparation for the rest of the week instead of a day of rest. Start reclaiming your Sabbath by prepping and be it organized on Saturday to create a relaxing Sunday and a rest of the week. If Sunday is your Sabbath, do your meal prep on Saturdays. Make a crop pot meal to enjoy after church. Or if you choose to celebrate your Sabbath by eating out, make sure you tip your server really well for making them work on your Sabbath. And for some of us, we spend most of our workday behind a desk. For us, Our Sabbath needs to involve something that makes us sweat a little bit, whether it's tinkering with a hobby or getting some physical recreation. We need to claim that rest, which was modeled by our Creator, who rested on the seventh day. It is one way we recognize that we are not better than God, and it lets God be God in our life. I've shared before that I experienced a significant depression in my ministry career. It came at a time when Everything was going right in my life. The two-point charge I was serving was growing. My wife was pregnant with her first child. But strangely, I became so depressed, I could not get out of bed some mornings. My wife didn't know what to do with me. She tried to cheer me up, but I couldn't get myself out of this overwhelming feeling of despair. Now, I knew enough to call a colleague who directed me to our conference counselor, And at that first counseling session, I answered a lot of questions and described as best I could the feelings that I experienced. And when we finished, he said, before you go, before I'll promise that I'll continue to meet with you, you have to start taking a day off. And I just laughed. When does a minister have time to take a day off? Besides, everything I do is rewarding, so why do I need a day off? And then he quickly convinced me. He said, Jerry, even God took a day off, right? Of course, I said, yeah. So no, I'm not better than God. So I promised to take that day off. And and he also told me this. He said, you'll be surprised. You start taking that day off, you'll find that you'll accomplish just as much. And in addition, you'll be renewed and more creative than you were before. And you know, it was exactly right. It was empowering to wake up one day a week and know I get to do whatever I want today. I get to choose. It was the first step 
I would need to take to get out of my depression. So remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy. You will be glad you did. Let's pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart be acceptable in your sight. For, Lord, you are our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Mommy, can you come play with me? This is a frequent question from my son, Xavier, at my house these days. It normally comes when I'm right in the middle of something like doing dishes or cleaning or trying to get him ready for school or bedtime. He does anything to avoid bedtime. (laughs) My first response is normally, just a minute, buddy, let me finish what I'm doing, and then I'll come over there. But there are times when I think to myself, I should just stop what I'm doing and go play with my son and rest a moment. And if I'm able to, I do, because life is too short to be busy. We are people addicted to busyness, to the point that we have equated busyness with success. Many of us believe that the fuller the calendar, the more important we are. Slowing down is seen as a sign of weakness. To take a step back has become equated to laziness or apathy. So now more than ever, our lives are tied to our phones and our screens and our busy schedules. We are never disconnected from these things. I don't know about you, but there are days I certainly feel dragged around by my to-do lists, the events on my calendar, or feeling like I need to be constantly on the move in order to feel productive. The problem with this is that when we become busy, distracted, or dragged around by our many tasks, we lose sight of what is right in front of us and what is really important. Our addiction to busyness and our screens are affecting the ways in which we connect with other people. This is precisely why this commandment about Sabbath is still relevant today and very important. I was a nursing mom for 19 months. I both loved and hated it. Being with my son in that way forced me to sit for long periods of time as a young mom. The temptation to be on my iPhone a lot was real. (laughs) But research shows that newborn babies can see 18 centimeters in front of their faces, just close enough to see their caregivers' facial expressions and to make eye contact. Research also shows that babies prefer human faces to any other image that is presented to them. They especially prefer faces that are smiling. So, what happens when a nursing mom is constantly looking at her cell phone rather than at her baby? Key moments in that child's life are affected in his or her development when there is limited attention and interaction. We spend a lot of time worried about the amount of screen time our children are getting. I know I do. But what we really need to be worried about is the amount of time that parents and caregivers are spending on their devices around our children. We need to ask ourselves if this is really the kind of empty world that we want to be a part of or the kind of world that we want to create. One where distractions, devices, and lack of Sabbath rest take away from real human connection. In a recent New York Times article entitled, The Case for Doing Nothing, 
The author suggests that the dangers of constant busyness lead to burnout, stress disorders, anxiety, and depression. The cure for this? Stop what you're doing and do nothing for a while. It's that simple. The Dutch call doing nothing niksen. Doreen Dodge McGee, a psychologist who studies boredom and wrote the book Deviced, Balancing Life and Technology in a Digital World, likens Nixon to a car whose engine is running but isn't going anywhere. The way I think about boredom, she says, is coming to a moment with no plan other than to just be. This can be a good and necessary thing. I know that I struggle with the temptation to be busy. I don't want to sit time, I don't want to take time to take that time out or sit down or just be. Between motherhood, ministry, and everything else, it's almost easier to keep busy than to create Sabbath space. But one of my goals over the past several years has been to create more space for myself to just be. I go on a personal retreat once a year at St. Mary of the Woods College in Terre Haute, Indiana. And on top of my weekly day off, I also try to take a day of personal retreat at least every other month or so. This is where I can carve out that time to be still, to reconnect with God, to find myself again, to find my inner voice, because it can so easily become lost. When I do this, I find that I am a better person, a better mom, a better pastor, a better friend. Be still and know that I am God becomes a daily mantra for me in the midst of my own addiction to busyness, especially when I can breathe it in and out. Be still, breathe in, and know that I am God and breathe out. We all need reminders to slow down and be still in the presence of God and just be for a while. As difficult as this time of COVID-19 has been, it has forced many of us to slow down and practice Sabbath more intentionally. Sometimes these reminders come in small, subtle ways. At other times, the world and humanity at rest leads to greater beauty and connection. During this pandemic time, we have seen parts of the world that are literally regenerating itself. Air finally clearing in Los Angeles. More wildlife is being seen in waterways that are usually polluted or crowded with tourism. The earth is at Sabbath in some way, taking time to breathe and experience new life. When we as human beings fail to practice Sabbath, we sacrifice true connection with those we love. We sacrifice the chance to make new connections, to breathe deeply, to experience new life and renewal. We sacrifice our sense of individual identity because we become what we do rather than who we really are. When the Ten Commandments were given and received, this was a chance for God to say to the Hebrew people, you are mine, I love you, and I need you to take a break from your busyness, to take time to reconnect with me, to set aside time for holy space, to slow down, to be still and know that I am your God. 
So what is preventing you this morning from walking away from your task and coming to sit in God's presence and to practice Sabbath? Perhaps it's just plain busyness. There's work, there's family, there's grocery shopping to do, and pets and kids to care for. There's the constant pull of the cell phone or email or addiction to social media. Perhaps you are avoiding dealing with a pain or brokenness in your life. You don't want to slow down and reflect or heal because it's hard. Fear, perhaps, is what's preventing you from taking time for Sabbath rest. Whatever it is, we are called to set aside whatever is weighing us down and come and rest a while. We are given a pretty strong case here for doing nothing in this commandment. And in that doing nothing, in making Sabbath a priority, we are invited to be transformed, mended, healed, made whole, that we might be ready to go out into the world and face it all over again. Will you accept this invitation to Sabbath? Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and grant you peace and Sabbath rest, both now and forever. Amen. Go.